It's the Meg, John, and Justin podcast. Woo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was. Uh, yeah. You sound energised. Yeah, it's oddly way more energised than I have any right to be, <laughs> given that I've been I'm, I've been uh, working at a school, dear listener, uh, these past couple of weeks, which is wonderful and great, but I haven't been having to get up early. It's like, mm. imagine that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Waking up in the morning. Yeah. I know many of us do it all the time. <laughs> Gosh. But you don't have to often get up that early, do you? No. I think you're looking good in it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, cool. So, thanks for listening to us, uh, dear listener. <laughs> Expect more of this gold. Having the, I've been up since half six, so it's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be full of gold. It's going to be all gold all the time today. <laughs> You've got a great so, topic, though. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about um, uh, values in relationships mm. and how they might change over time. We've talked a lot about different things changing over time, um, like sex and relationship patterns, relationship dynamics, and mm-hmm. um, and also changing agreements with relationships over time. But we wanted to kind of talk specifically about values and how they might shift yeah. with those that we're in a relationship with. And I think for this... Uh, as with all of our podcasts our view of relationships is that it's not just romantic relationships but any close yeah. intimate relationships that yeah yeah we're in. like we would be challenged if our values shifted dramatically that meant that our way of working together our way of socializing might have to shift right exactly so yeah. we'll talk about some of that stuff and mm-hmm. talk about ways to maybe um try to navigate it and i yeah. guess it's just raising a few um points that for you to think about i suppose yeah um I've actually been asking students to think about this this week. Oh, have uh, you? What are they saying? And, like, you know, we're hopefully we'll be able to go into more depth about it. But, you know, they're talking very specifically about religion. Oh, yeah. And, uh-huh. um, and how beliefs might affect uh, their views on um, things to do with, like, contraception and abortion and oh, things like nice. that, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, I think we might touch on, like, faith and politics particularly yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were just saying um, that really we shouldn't be forcing people to have our to adopt our views and our values in a relationship. Yeah, because pretty, pretty so smart. So that's where consent comes in. But then again, you know, what I think there's complicated questions to be asked about how much overlap there needs to be yeah. in order for it to be a relationship, or like, is it something that's just going to be so overwhelming in terms of a difference that it's you know going to be too hard to navigate? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do it. Um, so I guess that's the, a good place to start. Really, is that people might be interested in getting together, but then realise that they have very different values yeah. to begin with, and how yeah. do you navigate that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll talk about. I guess we can then talk about how values might actually start to change over time. Yeah, with I think people. we're going to like address more. Yeah, what if it's yeah? What if you're already in a relationship and the values shift? But certainly at the start, that's one of the things to mm. sort of tune into. And I guess it can be a tricky one when there's sort of new relationship energy Mm -hmm. um, and feeling really good about this and it kind of relates to that whole relationship escalator thing that we talk Mm -hmm. about and it's in our zine as well make your own relationship user guide that sense of like if there's a real model for how relationships should be Mm. then this can become a real problem because those kind of value differences might be super hard in a marriage or in a um, living together relationship but it might be that if you have more of a model of there are various different ways to live this relationship that can take some of the pressure off of like actually okay given we've got this value difference what way of 
living this relationship works better. Definitely. Yeah. And also, if people are just going to enter into a relationship with this new romantic energy or honeymoon period energy yeah. or whatever it is, um, then they often, I think what might happen is they kind of, um, to quote, kind of quite Dan Savage here, they round that person up into the one so they kind of forget about all the things that they can yeah. see are potential problems. Mm-hmm. And they only, they only look at the things which are, which they really like about that person mm. or admire or love or fancy about that person or whatever yeah. kind of relationship we're talking about. Um, and just focus on those things and kind of, ah, oh, you know, yeah. this will keep for another day. The fact that we, you yes. know, that I really don't believe in God at all. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think um, uh, Love on common uh sophie at love uncommon does mm-hmm. some nice blog posts about this around you know how do you navigate new relationship energy and like yeah. is it worth waiting at least six months to a year before you make any big decisions and that kind of thing so which kind of relates to to values i think yeah, yeah. i mean it's hard to it, uh, and this and this uh, that also relates to like relationship patterns doesn't it you yeah know, if people if people are getting this kind of wanting this rush of excitement and wanting to go all in really quite quickly and have this fast burn relation mm. like fast burn thing and the belief that that might be more romantic than yeah this or, is one of the central pitfalls of or that, that it overrides any difference in values yeah, yeah like somehow yeah exactly that's, yeah and so that like, it's meant to be yeah yeah it's kind of romeo and juliet and that does not end well you know no let's let's just look to shakespeare for some life lessons i here. mean they do have different values don't they i mean they're from different uh well maybe they thought their values were the same but they're from entirely different families with yeah warring families like yeah. that's not easy but not saying you shouldn't do it but you know that's not not what you don't, mind. don't want it to end like that that's that's no. definitely a no no exactly <laughs> and spoiler alert they die <laughs> what <laughs> but yeah no i just think it's uh, it's a good thing to keep in keep open in conversation and like you say that that's really smart that kind of maybe like we underplay it to start with or there's a temptation to underplay these differences to start with and then it may be that we have to get more real about it over time yeah i think it really i think that that does probably happen quite a lot you know mm. that um that i guess that it also people don't like to talk about what they think might cause divergence yeah you know people kind of want to i guess it, it certainly at the beginning of a relationship because they're trying to make it happen yeah and love is a thing that they're trying to make happen they think that actually we need to avoid topics where we think there might be disagreements exactly. or might be confrontation when again it really relates to that other st- theme of staying with feelings which i've been like tweeting about from mm. our from our twitter at meg john justin um this month because you know like if we go into a relationship with that kind of idea of only good feelings welcome here mm. um by which means sort of joy and happiness and contentment and excitement yeah. you know then this becomes really dangerous territory whereas if right from the start you have that let's embrace all the feelings here yeah. then it's okay to have you know a sense of loss of like gosh this is what i really hoped for in this yeah. kind of relationship but i'm going to have to face the loss that i'm not going to get it with this person mm-hmm. or fear you know that maybe certain pathways in your future that you might have wanted aren't going to be able to play out or um or if they do then that's going to mean limitations on this relationship all that kind of thing Mm. um if we can kind of embrace the sadness and the fear and the Mm. anger the potential for some conflict here Mm. then you're gonna you know be on a better better footing i would say it's more consensual for for the individuals involved because it means that they're not going to be asking this other person to give them all of the things that yeah. are chosen from a relationship but also it's just better because it's like mm. oh okay so we completely disagree on this thing yeah i'll find other people that i can talk to about my values around this or feel that yeah know, be around people with my shared values by other and, people yeah exactly yeah. i think again that whole model where you're not putting everything on the one 
is yeah. really helpful here. But this is not to say any of this is easy because I think when big big love feelings or you mm -hmm. know real friendship feelings or like a real sense of connection of like mm -hmm. this is my you know co-creator you know um, it, it, all of that can bring with it that sense that it it should be that we agree on things and that disagreement is a really scary to confront. Big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Cool. Cool. I was about to go into the like the psychodynamic bits of that, but I'm not gonna. Let's, oh. let's say, I mean, I get no, I won't. No, even though I'm raising it, now yeah. I am. But you know, I guess that no, I'm going to. But I Do guess it. you know, people. <laughs> I don't know where you're going here, but I'm excited to follow you on this journey. Our values are in sync, but I want to follow you here. I guess that some people might, in their relationships, might want to be creating something that's a little bit like their primary caregiving kind of relationship, yeah. where there's like. Where the, and they don't want any conflict there yeah. and they really fear that conflict and they want it to replace that kind of thing I guess and so that's a pattern that they make absolutely and that's you know that's where that's where this stuff feels life and death you know that's yeah. it really does because if we had that early relationship where any kind of conflict was super unsafe mm -hmm. or you know we, were, we weren't allowed to express our needs or our values at all or they were really dismissed or you know there was abuse or neglect around that stuff then it's going to feel like life and death when it comes up with a yeah. current person yeah. um, and I think that's the thing to really re remember is you know like that's why I say this is not easy because it can sound kind of easy when we're talking about like oh yeah just you know bring up where there's differences <laughs> and values no biggie but if you know when you feel like oh my god I'm going to die if I have to have this conversation it's absolutely terrifying to bring this up that's probably because it's old stuff and it puts us right back in the fight flight freeze fawn there's, there's so many F's, I realise yeah. now. There's like seven or eight F's. When we right. first talked about this, there were like three F's, but there yeah. are now like many, many F's. Anyway, right. it puts you in that place right. where you want to fight or flight or freeze or whatever the, yeah. all the other F's are. Yeah. Trauma response. Trauma is really strange. Very good book about this. Well okay. recommended. Yeah. Oh. Little graphic guide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've been reading that recently. So if, you, if that's it for you, if it's like, okay, I can't have these conversations because every time I do, mm. I go into that place where I like completely shut down or I completely melt down or I lash out mm. or, you know, I just can't handle it, then, you know, that's put you into some old trauma response. And, oh, that's really interesting. Right? And I guess, uh, I mean, having literally only just found out about this, but, but I guess what would make sense from that is if you can recognize a response as a trauma response, mm -hmm. you might be able to kind of work backwards from that and think, oh, well, yeah, that's why I'm in a, this, and that's why I'm, this, if this was a trauma response I'm yeah. now, then what might be the, the root of that? Exactly, that's what I'm from? doing now. It's like, if I find myself go there, it's like, okay, this means it's something old. This yeah. means it's not just about what's happening here yeah. now. So then it's like, can we retrace? Can I remember when I felt like this before? Or like, yeah. you know, you might want to work on that with a counsellor or something but it's um yeah we all have them we all have the things that are just like will put us right back there yeah yeah so then and, and i think these kind of conversations can you know if it if it you know anytime it feels like it's just about way more mm. than just this sort of actually fairly small issue that we're talking about then mm. it's probably that older stuff like you're saying and if there's so much fear and avoidance around talking about these things when you're in a, a, mm. a relationship and you're conscious of that yeah. um, of that of not wanting to face it then that might also tell you that's it yeah yeah like the thing is you, you know you really don't want to go there it's so scary to go yeah. there but you know it's unfortunate you kind of have to often go through that to to understand it and to find a different way yeah which we'll probably do a podcast about this in the future about how difficult it is to change things and how mm. difficult it is to um change our patterns change our behavior change um yeah our relationship thing, dynamics yeah. yeah yeah totally and you know 
and you made a really good point there that you know intellectually this sounds the way we talk about it in a podcast sounds easy it's not yeah. we don't find this easy no. <laughs> just a, a reminder yeah. I mean we're not oversharing but we do not find this stuff easy no. at all terrifying yeah. it's <laughs> fucking terrifying <laughs> always it depends no. you know sometimes it feels fairly straightforward <laughs> but it's like if it's if it's, it's if it's that old stuff just like you say it's like if it's tapping into these are the th- you know these are the ways that we've been hurt in relationships before or if it's tapping into early childhood relationships with our caregivers mm. yeah or like bullying stuff from early days it's like yeah. really really hard to navigate yeah Oof. okay heavy heavy <laughs> heavy but that's important yeah. so um so let's just talk about some of the different kinds of values that that may be in play or may be in play to change here. Yeah. Um, so there are like different politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess a lot of people used to be uh, liberal and quite centre until quite recently. And um, yeah, I'm certain, my politics have certainly changed, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm becoming more and more left wing. Yep, me too. Uh, just mainlining <laughs> left wing socialist. <laughs> communist <laughs> podcasts at the moment and um so but that might be tricky of if you're with somebody who's like going the other way you're yeah. remaining in you know well, the people independence classically group. are supposed to be people classically are supposed to be coming more right wing over time yeah, aren't they? To, yeah my yeah. friend james uh, do, uh professor james artilly who's mm. uh uh politics uh lecturer at oxford university done work on this yeah you are meant to get more right wing the older you mm-hmm. get so I'm, we're booking a trend or we're yeah, getting younger always booking a trend <laughs> But yeah, I think, and also like just because of the kind of political stuff that's come up in the last few years, like Brexit and things like whole like families and relationships, it just has often become much more polarised in terms of, you know, actually we can't handle, you know, we didn't really talk about politics much, but Brexit has meant that we just have to. And we've exactly. realised that we're on different sides. And yeah. what the hell do you even do about that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the... Uh the um, culture wars in the way that that's kind of been mobilised politically yeah. and how people relate to things like trans rights stuff um, yeah or me too or that kind of too. thing yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. um, so other examples could be somebody choosing to become a vegetarian for like ethical reasons I guess yeah, like yeah, and other yeah. ethical kind of issues and same with uh, drinking maybe yeah um, I mean that's giving up drinking might be a behavior change but also mm. might be like a an ethical and yeah. a values thing or drugs i guess you know yeah. or like certain kinds of socializing that kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah um having a new uh faith or or losing your faith in a particular mm. organized religion or a particular god um mm-hmm. or a particular i don't know don't know if, don't know enough about this really I'm not very religious literate i guess okay but uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there must be other ways to gods. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Or like, yeah, any kind of belief system, I suppose. That, yeah. You know, especially like, I guess, your point about changes in relationship that would be hard if like you were shared faith and that was one of the big things you shared and then yeah. one person moves away from it in some way yeah mm-hmm. I definitely know relationships where that's happened yeah um, yeah um, and um, yeah so there are mm. lots of different values changes there as well and there yeah. might be quite individual like uh, changes like uh, changes to beliefs in um, uh, uh, changes in like things and how what we think about like hot topics i guess like things like abortion things like yeah. um equal marriage things like 
Yeah, and I guess probably more challenging as well if it has a direct effect on the relationship. Mm. So it's like, yeah, you, if you get to a fundamentally different place around child rearing, for example, yeah. like you are both on board with like, oh, we're going to have these kids, we're going to send them to school, and then somebody's like, actually, we really don't believe in the education system anymore, I'm going to want to homeschool that's big yeah. yeah whereas if it's more like okay philosophically mm-hmm. now we're in different places but given we're never going to have kids anyway it doesn't really have a big impact on our lives mm. that might be more one that you're able to weather yeah yeah mm-hmm. actually abortion is one of those um one of these hot topics that people probably should be thinking more about in the in mm-hmm. early relationships if they are having reproductive sex or possibility of having reproductive sex absolutely really important um, because mm-hmm. the um, people might think that they have a shared view on that and also people's mm-hmm. view about abortion might change quite quickly yeah um, like if they're in if they're in the real situation yeah. rather than a hypothetical yeah exactly and mm-hmm. something like one or three women will uh, will have an abortion yeah mm-hmm. so um it's important that we uh, uphold abortion rights in the UK that mm. uh, constantly seem to be eroded. But uh, that's a brief going off on a tangent. But yes, this is a uh, that's a good example of it. Where mm. thinking about those things at the beginning, yeah, uh, can there's some models for this actually. I've seen in a couple of books where they actually have like here's how to, here's how to figure out what your values are and here's how to talk about them early days in a relationship. Right. I'm thinking Barbara Carellis and Rowan Bombadil, my partner, oh. <laughs> in their new book. Both of them like have that as one of their key like yeah. exercises. Yeah. I can't remember if it's in Urban Tantra or Ecstasy is Necessary by Barbara Carellis, but it's in one of those books. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, you know, like there, are, there is a model for people saying, hey, values might be a really good thing to... Yeah talk about right from the start yeah um and and give you some exercises because i suppose you know people might be listening well i don't even know what my values are like what is a value versus a belief or an opinion or just a matter of taste so that there are these activities out there that can help you like ascertain oh this is what my values are yeah i think that yeah in um whenever i do a relationships and sex education training course with um practitioners we always start with the values we always say mm. we start with the values stuff because it's the idea that um people unconsciously pass on their values in teaching unless they've had a chance to unpack them oh, yeah, in a safe enough space right. to to do that so things so um things like abortion sex mm. under 16 um consen- mm-hmm. consensual non-monogamy yeah um porn i guess yeah that kind of stuff yeah yeah like people sometimes when in a in a teaching situation that Mm. becomes quite hot for them and they just like want to just want to say this thing yeah and then because they've got quite a lot of power in the group it means that it's not been really great relationships and sex education because they're just kind of yelling about their values and but even even sometimes when i run that activity even for them to really think about what a value is is kind Mm. of like new to them really right and that's the thing about if we haven't examined our values then we quite likely believe they are just facts that we are right about yeah um so the danger is if we haven't looked at our values Mm -hmm. individually and in our relationships then when those things come up we'll just be like but you're wrong yeah so you need to have kind of examined your values to to get to the point of recognizing well this is my values but it is possible for people in the world to have a different set of values and the thing about that activity and other kind of what what we do in relationships and sex education is what you what you need to be able to do is to hear other people's values yeah like just to hear a lot of other people's and just to think well even if it's just oh i've literally never heard that before yeah being able to hold some of the values are are um are not oppressive or yeah. um, um, uh, offensive in some way, but just being able to 
hear a lot of values in the room and hold those values mm. is really important and that's one of the, I guess that's like a learning point for us here is yeah. that sometimes just being able to hold that space where there are a different set of values in play and we can give people the space to exactly hold those values and again I suppose what we're, where, where the edges really come probably are around yeah if it's such fundamental values that you have differences around or if you know if, if one person's value is actually an oppressive value yeah. that hurts people particularly people like you you know yeah. but or people like your, the people the other people you care about in your life then mm-hmm. those, those might be edge situations where that relationship just isn't sustainable yeah I guess that's yeah. what I'm moving on to now isn't it yeah. it's like how to what extent do we know whether this is something that we really need to kind of address and mm. or think about in terms of how we whether it's affecting our relationship with that person or whether it's affecting us or yeah it's again where we could go back to the whole you know i often talk about this that kind of model of a mindfulness where we tend to either really grasp things too hard hurl them or hurl them away and it's like here we can easily go too far into the okay well we must share all our values so we so i better change and you know be the same as this other person or make them change to be like me or we could hurl them away and say well clearly we can't have a relationship if we've got different values but that means you'll never have any relationships because there's no way people aren't gonna have some different values and like what does it look like to hold it gently as we talked about on the last podcast um (laughs) in a a, a slightly dodgy way um you know to like be between those be between like you know insisting that someone shares all our views or just getting rid of the relationship entirely definitely yeah. and uh, uh, I've got an idea that I'll hold on to until we get to like the hold, it, hold it gently Jim. I'll hold it gently <laughs> until, until <laughs> later on so uh, so how do we know whether it's um, affecting the relationships if it affects how we relate, we relate to each other like mm. if it starts to affect for example how much money they or, or we are spending if you share yeah. financial commitments or even if you just um, even if your friends doing things together and suddenly one person wants to do something yeah it's like if I guess it's like if the value change necessitates a life change and it's yeah. like their value change is like well I'm anti-capitalist so therefore I'm no, no longer going to work in any of these systems but that actually means suddenly we've got a massive disparity in income or yeah. um, I, I want to downsize just at the same time as you want to upsize those are yeah. going to impact what kind of social we might do together or certainly if we cohabit yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if one person wants to switch jobs where um I guess there's a value shift here, but they might want to shift jobs where it's like work hard, play hard or Yeah, right. Um and then that means that the other person may have to shift what they do in terms of being at doing more of the unpaid work in yeah. a relationship, the kind of unpaid labour. Yeah. Um to 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 motivate keep that relationship going if they're in a cohabiting mm. relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that can directly affect us. Yeah. Um, it can also affect how much we like them or fancy them or admire them or love them, whatever kind of relationship that we're in. Yeah. Like if we see somebody starting to believe in something very different to us or starting to, mm-hmm. you know, um, for example, if someone if I was dating someone and they uh, start being really into Jordan Peterson I wouldn't be very happy about that no. you know that'd be quite difficult there's hard limits for, for most of us around like you know actually yeah. I can't really respect somebody who holds this view yeah yeah exactly and those may not come up in e- immediately that's the thing so no yeah and that, that can or definitely they might change. shift yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and also a, a change in value might affect how much we see them like mm. as you were saying if someone decides to yeah, like values mean they go abroad or a change of faith that means like oh now I'm going to be on retreat half the year yeah. or you know I, yeah I need to live in a different country yeah. in order to do this thing that's 
it's yeah. all pretty big, isn't it? So I guess when we're the one whose values shift, it's really important to be mindful of the potential impact on people in our lives. We talked mm. about that before when we talked about relationship yeah. change, haven't we? Yeah. It's like, you know, I suppose the tendency sometimes with a shift in values is to get very self-righteous. Like, there's no one worse than somebody who's just got a new political belief or religious yeah. belief or something, right? In terms of like wanting to change everybody else. Sorry, all like, of my friends. Being really <laughs> self-righteous about it, exactly. So, like, um, yeah, maybe trying to think how can how can I be gentle with this and not mm. impose it on everyone else. I think um, there's also the assumption that the, the the prevailing wind should go with the person who's making the big shift. Yeah, there? yeah. Like they're shifting away from like uh, the values that they felt yeah. like shared then it's it can become a, sort of all about them can't yeah. it rather than actually the person staying with their values their, their values are still just as important as the one yeah. who's changed them yeah, yeah exactly yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. that more weight can be attached to that mm-hmm. um so yeah uh what what's this next bit where is the where is the overlap? I can't remember what we were saying about that. I can't either, but I suppose it strikes me that the kind of activity in our zine, again, mm. make your own relationship user guide, okay. where we have like Venn diagrams and stuff, um, could be used for. The, I can't remember. Why have we got those Venn diagrams? It's not uh, about values. It's like, to what extent is this a thing that you have to share? Yeah. Like, is it okay that that can just be held as a thing that you don't have to. Yeah, we have it more like for stuff in our lives yeah. and things we enjoy doing, but you could similarly have that for values. You could have like the Venn diagram of the two of you with the overlap and it's mm-hmm. like okay here's the values that we have that are different here's the ones that are in the overlap what do we feel about that yeah. you know does it does it feel like actually it's really too important to that some of those ones that aren't in the overlap should be mm-hmm. or are we actually okay with here we are these are the ones we share and these are the ones you know can our can our relationship accommodate mm. the, the differences or is, yeah. is that too hard a thing to do yeah that's the mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing it can be yeah a thing that we share or don't have to share that can just be mm-hmm. in the and the outer reaches of the, mm. the sherry and like you say it bit. might be then with those we think well actually we, but it'd be really hard perhaps to have those values if no one in our life shares them so do we then look to make some shifts in terms of just bringing in other people to our lives or nourishing different relationships where we get to meet those values or share those values with somebody and then it then it takes the pressure off yeah that relationship where they're not shared yeah and mm-hmm. so we're talking about uh, an abundance of different kinds of relationships and making those available from the beginning it's mm. easier for some people to do that than others yep. depending on where you are in the world what um, else you have on and whether you've got time for nourishing those relationships yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. big time yeah, so totally. again that's not easy but we're not none of this is easy no, which is easy. a gentle <laughs> reminder yeah, I'll just flag them on every though. podcast yeah, yeah. none of this is easy um, this is this is something I really like um, around the question of like does the relationship need to change mm. or end it's something when I'm not doing I'm not being a therapist anymore but when I was a therapist I did a fair bit of relationship therapy and I always found it really helpful in that first session with people to say look there's there's lots of different ways this could go mm. and we need to be open to like the, the ongoing conversation we had could lead us to any of these places because people co- often come in with like either we break up or we stay together mm. you know it's a binary and it's like well actually there's many different ways we could go with this kind of conversation whether it's about do we go non-monogamous or not mm-hmm. or do we you know um, cohabit or not or, yeah. yeah and um, the way I used to put it is like well there's one option where person A moves towards person B mm-hmm there's another option where person B moves towards person A. Yeah. You know, again, all the different constellations if there's more than two people. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's this sort of compromise. Mm-hmm. And that, again, could be anywhere. You know, if there's a spectrum between person A and person B, the compromise might be right in the middle mm-hmm. or somewhere more towards one or the other. 
then there's the agree to differ mm-hmm. you know kind of okay we're just not going to bring this up or we recognize that it is going to come up every once in a while mm. and it's just an ongoing tension and that's quite useful because then it can come up and you can name it you can be oh it's this one again yes you know because there will be that inevitably in every relationship there'll be somewhere it's like we're just not on the same page with this big time and like to name it and to know it then means it's not going to sort of take over and completely you know explode every time it comes up yeah um and then there's the possibility that it requires some kind of change or end to the relationship um, but that's just one of the options. It's not like we don't, we don't need to default to that. And yeah. even that, we've, you know, as we've talked about before, there's various kinds of changes and various kinds of endings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole thing is really smart way of looking at it because it's all about the intentionality and consent involved in uh, the kinds of relationships that we advocate for mm. apply just as much to these differences in values as they do to the making a relationship happen in new romantic energy kind yeah, of way yeah. that kind of we're falling in love with each other mm-hmm. people that people are making a consensual and intentional relationship when they're saying okay we're falling in love with each other that's yeah. what they're doing yeah and when they're making when there are these points of conversation where they're looking at um what feels like quite dramatic differences in values and how mm. they manage it then they're doing the same thing again it's exactly. just one is seen as being okay and the other seen as being hard work and not which natural. is such a shame because yeah. actually in a way sometimes the falling in love stuff is kind of quite easy mm. um and doesn't really build a lot of real intimacy between people yeah. whereas this kind of stuff if like we're willing to be quite vulnerable yeah. and you know and say what's really important to mm-hmm. us and live with the fact that that might be a painful conversation you know it's like yeah. if this is you know done well and it can increase intimacy no end yeah, and certainly well. and certainly also it can kind of future proof the relationship more because it's kind of like we're being open about this rather than pretending it's not there and then it's all going to explode and be so hard when it does that we're not going to be able to weather it definitely yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think one of the kind of moving on to the to the next bit is like one of the things that one of the strategies that people could do mm. is to kind of be um be kind of jointly curious about values all the time i mean we're constantly changing anyway we're always Mm. reading things and being exposed to new values and different understandings of the world and different understandings of ourselves and how we want to relate to the world politically and ethically and Mm. um, and uh uh, like morally and spiritually i guess Mm. um but to make this to to keep this uh on the table to not be afraid to have these like interesting discussions that actually might lead to a little bit of difference but just rather than look at them as difference kind of like um in a way like collaboratively explore the issue it can be such a great dialogue right you can learn so much from it and i guess you know we just we avoid it often because we're so scared of conflict but if we could embrace it and be really curious it's a good way of being present with somebody and be really curious and really interested certainly in live in a relationship and be you know give you something to talk about you know when you're out for dinner or whatever i mean that's the thing if you're yeah yeah. you're out for dinner and you're stuck for things to talk about yeah it's like what are your values these days (laughs) hey babe What's your, what's your values right now? Have you had any more thoughts about yeah. God? Yeah. Recently, Where are you at with God? What about death? I look um, <laughs> do you, How do you feel about home? What about community? How about love? What's your definition of love? Yeah. <laughs> what does sex mean to you? Yeah. These are big topics. You Wealth. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Reminds me of something that uh, Noel Gallagher said after the release of their second album i think yeah. oasis they said oh you know it's really hard now because we're running out of things to talk about i'm like that you idiot 
Like, yeah. how can you be running out of things to talk about? No, there's not. That does not. That <laughs> doesn't compute. That's one of my values that you never run out of things to talk about. Yeah, like, no, I've yeah. never liked Oasis. That's one of my. Oh, well, there you well, go. Well, those songs are way too long. You think you like Oasis. Whenever you hear them come on yeah, in a pub yeah. Ooh, yeah. or something, yeah. you think, oh, here's Oasis. Here's cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. Which I think is like a good song for mm. half the song. Oh. And then you realise it goes on way too long. Right. And you say, you think you like this, but it's actually like five minutes long and it's way too long. Anyway, sorry. Well, it used to be about. Blur of Oasis oasis didn't it were you more yeah blur? i was more pulp you were more, oh yeah that's that's middle way and suede oh suede i saw them before they were famous oh really oh yeah wow yeah. what with bernard butler i don't know oh they were great though he's a guitar hero of mine oh really yeah. oh well i probably did i mean i can before kind of play animal nitrate on this serious yeah nice that's yeah. a good song i'm never gonna do that <laughs> 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 get not you on, on the show not playing. on this podcast <laughs> I'll create another podcast Justin Badly Plays <laughs> 90s bangers I'll on put it in while I can do Sit Down by James so that's awesome awesome three chords <laughs> you know it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> do you need any more um, so this mm. is uh, so I was kind of thinking earlier when I mentioned Jordan Peterson that you know uh, I was listening to another podcast where they were saying one of the reasons that people get into someone like Jordan Peterson like you know these kind of popular philosophers yeah. who think they have the answer to everything yeah. is that people don't really get to read or people aren't really taught humanities anymore no it's, it's like, so annoying there's this emphasis on everyone studying like STEM subjects mm -hmm. you know like science technology uh, mm. subjects and so people just haven't done any reading haven't read any philosophy or yeah. history or yeah. geography right, right. so actually if someone would come to was uh, I was in a relationship was like I've just read this book and I think it's you know it's answered all of my questions about everything I'm like mm. okay and I'm a bit side eye about it I'm like oh this is interesting mm. uh, let's, I might read this other book which might be a counterfactual to this yeah. or it might be like drawing on some of the criticism of this and maybe there's another thing we can yeah. look at and podcasts well, we could listen I to I love this idea of like sharing readings and podcasts and stuff you know like yeah, yeah um, a couple of people I'm close to we just recently did a list of like five favourite fiction non-fiction and graphic novel I think right. and it's like I'm reading my way through some of their favourites that I haven't read because it's really nice to be able to be like oh you know I read that book you said and right. that was really cool or yeah. not for me but that's yeah. alright you know mostly I'm just reading your books because you've written so many of them <laughs> and I'm a slow reader and I'm like <laughs> well thank you <laughs> I need to broaden my, my reading range oh, come on what more do you need I mean really really what more do you need <laughs> <laughs> but this thing in relationships where you're you're yeah sharing this curiosity of thoughts yeah right and ideas and about how we how we live and how we relate to each other in the world yeah is um surely that's a really interesting conversation to be it's having so interesting having. and again it's just it gets to be such scary territory i think yeah. because we're so scared of losing people and losing love and losing belonging like those things are so fundamental most of us didn't have great models for them no. or we didn't even have them when we were younger and it's like it becomes this precarious territory where we're so scared of losing it so we start doing all of the things that we think will help us to keep it and we don't do any yeah. of the things we think will risk it but often things that will risk it are actually the things that will really nourish it yeah. you know exactly yeah it's <clears throat> super scary stuff yeah but yeah it's, it's paradoxical it, yeah it's often yeah. the actually the things that we need to do yeah are the very things that are the ones that scare us yeah exactly and it's the little and often thing I yeah. think as well it's the it's keeping it on the table keeping that conversation going yeah and um 
raising concerns about if you think that, that what would we do about a divergence in values yeah. in our relationship and how might we so you could have a regular values check-in but you could also like i think another one i like is to keep a kind of regular note on my phone of like topics that come up where i feel like oh that was a bit of a niggle there or that felt a bit you know yeah like shall we revisit that but maybe in a more of a structured way mm. to like enable us to have that conversation openly again it's you know that can be really helpful rather than just like plunging in to have some kind of a sense of like this is how we're going to do this we know this is going to be a difficult one we're not just going to do it over dinner we're going to like actually put some time aside and like make sure everybody gets heard and one of the things yeah. that this is reminding me of actually is is back going back to Brexit but also the election mm. of Donald Trump yes um, and how divisive that was in mm -hmm. the sense of um, you know it was very difficult for a lot of people I know when Trump was elected but also because a lot of people were Bernie or bust you know yeah. wanting to vote for Bernie Sanders and then because he didn't win the Democratic nomination not wanting to vote for Hillary and then yeah. you have this racist demagogue in the White House now and mm -hmm. the thing is that some uh, uh, the, I think, for, and certainly that was also true with Brexit and conversations I was having with people around Brexit. Yeah. But around events and where things are very, very hot, sometimes mm -hmm. that is not the time to be having yeah. these kind of conversations, I guess, because you can just get into this row. If you're able to kind of like, sometimes there might be a case for, particularly when things are feeling, to recognise that things are feeling quite heated. Yeah. And to be able to kind of hold, like make a space for for that to go. Yeah. And I've certainly had, since I've been reading more and mm. listening to people more and trying to understand the topics a bit more, yeah. I've got a much greater understanding about, for example, Brexit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I can be having um, much more nuanced, calm conversations with people now because my values have, just, have shifted yeah. because I went away and thought about Yes. And like sometimes it's like recognizing, isn't it? Okay, at the moment I'm not ready to talk about this one. Yeah. You know, or we're not. But, you know, even if one person is not, then you're not ready. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, again, a sort of consent thing. You know, you wouldn't be plunging into a kind of sex you weren't ready for. Yeah. If, if it feels like this, this conversation, you haven't yet got to your place with it. Mm. And the other thing to say, I suppose, like, yeah, I hadn't thought of before, but, you know, often these kind of really deep value type conversations crop up around superficial things. Mm. And you end up having the big row about something that seems really small. Mm. And that's another good sign. That actually, it's probably something a lot deeper. Yeah. Know, maybe something about a difference in values. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you're having some, yeah, you're having the row about the washing up. But actually, you're having a row about gender division of labor. Yeah. You know, or, yeah, you're having. Big time. Yeah. A row about, you know, somebody just went and bought something on Amazon. But really, it's a row about who brings in the money or who gets to make choices about what you spend it on. And, and so it's, it. yeah, yeah, great to like be, okay, let's, let's, when we noticed that it flared up over this little thing, well, what was the bigger underlying value? Yeah. And, and then we have the conversation about values. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing, isn't it? I guess to, to round off is mm -hmm. to say that don't overlook this. Don't think that these don't matter yeah. and these don't happen because yeah. it, it's another thing that you, it's another thing to think about, not another thing to worry about and to panic about. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... It is. It's a thing to panic about. <laughs> panic. <laughs> but it's uh, just another thing to yeah, keep yeah. your eye on, I guess. It's like um, yeah, yeah. just if we are going to be doing relationships in this, in this way of recognising that they're 
changing that the other person and we aren't fixed as individuals when we first get together and are happily ever 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 after until yeah. we die and that we are changing then values is another part of that our bodies are changing our it's inevitably going to change yeah, yeah so we've got to keep an eye on it and i guess the other thing is um you know i guess it's a value but it's one i really believe deeply in is like it goes back to what sort of bell hooks and various other philosophers have said around that we have to be in this mu- in a mutual relationship mm. you know so it's like we can't be thinking the other person's more important than us and mm. therefore we have to shift our values for them and we can't believe we're more important than them and they have to shift their values for us mm. we have to have this hold this kind of mutual respect mm-hmm. position even though we will inevitably fall out of it yeah. because everyone does because yeah. it's really hard to stay in that place yeah. it's like these conversations have to come to it from a point of view of like everyone's values are equally valuable and everyone is equally mm. valuable so it's not about trying to persuade people to change it's about no. like how do we recognize these all these values that are in play mm. and then decide how we're going to do the actual surface level thing of domestic chores or cohabiting or finances or whatever based now in a way that meets everybody's deeply held values yeah yeah there's one other sorry one other one thing, more thing. We're, do, we're really Spanish Inquisition today oh it's like oh but there's another point about this that's excellent we must get this one in yeah it's uh, no yeah it is yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. point um, <laughs> nobody expects but it. I guess that actually values and are I'm thinking of the the work of this guy who writes about ACT uh, acceptance of commitment therapy Russ Harris oh yeah I know he um, uh, talks about the importance of um, thinking about your values and what your values are and what kind of person you want to be in the world like to think of yourself yeah. your ethical self and how you want to be and that that is like a it's quite a he talks about it in a very kind of grounding way that mm. you know this is who you are and yeah. this and that relationships also have a set of values that yeah. are common to them uh-huh. and it's like they can be like your guiding principles for how you do things more mindfully with each other and yeah. more present with each other yeah because it's like okay well rather than um uh, rather than panicking about this particular thing or thinking about what this person mm. has done and this particular row that we're in, let's go just pause for a moment and go back to what our values are and yeah. think about how where where we are at the moment and whether they well, need to is, shift as well. Again, and then it informs how we even do conflict. And that's another thing that the Love Uncommon blog talks about is like, actually, yeah. we need we could think about our values when it comes to how we want to do these conversations because it may well be that, you know, our values are about mutual respect and that goes yeah. out of the window when we're in a conflict situation so that we can maybe bring that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Interesting stuff. Isn't it? Yeah. Values. Values. We'll probably return to this uh, another time again, probably. But uh, that's yeah. for now. I think we've sell some values. <laughs> yeah. If you value this podcast, I was rubbish. Rubbish. Segway. We did the heavy stuff at the beginning, so let's do yeah. some frothy, a uh, frothy ending. <laughs> I don't want a frothy ending. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm not having a frothy ending. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> yep. Um, so. Um, did you get to say the thing you were holding gently? I've just suddenly remembered. No, you. I did. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, I held it gently. <laughs> frothy ending. Uh, <laughs>
I think that's, that's in my notes here. Yeah. So, um, uh, you might like our, um, you might like our uh, what is the thing we're selling? Book. The, you the might book. love our book. Enjoy sex. How, when, and if you want to. Uh, many of the things apply beyond sex to other aspects of relationships. Do read it. It's excellent. That's true. Um, buy our zines uh, on our zine, website. Make your own Meg relationship user guide. Megjohnandjustin.com. Check them out. And also, you can hear look at us on Twitter and hear us on SoundCloud and all of that business. Yeah, do subscribe to us uh, and tell your friends. Yeah, write us a review. All and that maybe kind you of could thing. listen to this podcast together and discuss it. Yeah, talk about your values. Yeah. Okay, until next time. Bye. Bye.